You're listening to The Table Talk with your host, Anthony Irvin, a.k.a. Spoken Life. Tune in every other Thursday starting at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time with me and a new special guest live on Facebook and Twitch. Let's start the show. What's up, everybody? My name is Anthony Irv, and welcome to another episode of Table Talk. We're on uh, another off night on Wednesday, uh, so I'm, go- I'm going away for the Easter weekend, so I'm happy to kind of be going away a little bit and actually having a little uh, vacation time. It's been a while since I've actually gone away, so uh, it's going to be fun. I-, I hope you guys are going to be able to-, to enjoy your Easter weekend as well, If you, uh, you know, whatever you guys are maybe up to this, uh, you know, this year. I know last year we didn't really have much. I know me and my wife, we were staying home. And uh, we had our own little, you know, Easter dinner ourselves. So it'd be cool to be able to kind of spend it with family uh, this year, too. And uh, along with that, uh, thank you to my patrons for uh, their continuous support. Thank you to Bernadette, David, and Mary. Uh, if you want to be a patron and uh, support the show and get some extra exclusive content and also some more bonus footage from uh, tonight's show that did not make the show, make sure you uh, consider yourself and become a uh, patron over on uh, Patreon, the Table Talk Patreon page, uh, for as low as $1 a month. And I would love to have you there. We have a uh, awesome private uh, table talk community over there that is uh, growing by the month, and I really appreciate the, all the support that they give me. They're actually they actually help you out uh, with making a new segment tonight that you guys are going to be able to uh, you know see tonight. So make sure you stay tuned for that. And so we have a really awesome and fun uh, guest tonight. Uh, I think we met a couple years back at an open mic. Uh, so we have a lot to talk about and, uh, you know, she's a wonderful, talented musician. So, uh, let's welcome, uh, June Leonardi of Almost June. Hey June, how are you? Good. How are you, Anthony? Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thank you for coming on the show. Really appreciate it. I love the shirt. I didn't get one. Um, now you've got, you know, like my yes. staple black shirt from like 1998. But like if I had that T-shirt, <laughs> I'd be as cool as you. Oh, I appreciate <laughs> it. Hey, it, it's, uh, you know, so I, I was actually uh, had this shirt made. Uh, one of my patrons actually made it, my mom. And uh, so the uh, patrons who, uh, you know, actually subscribe to the page, they get their own Table Talk T-shirt. So I love it. Thank Maybe you. I'll have to become a patron. <laughs> I should be able to give it to <laughs> some of my, uh, you know, my guests after they, uh, you know, show their support for, you know, being on the show too, and you know, because I, I usually don't have much merch of my own anymore, so it's like one little uh, T-shirt that I made, so it's, uh, you know, been a hot commodity lately. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so what's been going on with you lately? Well, um, I'd like to say that I've been deep into trying to focus on some of my original music, which I only really started recording last year. Um, So that's been fun. Um, I released my first single last April, but I decided to hold off on the rest of the songs until I have at least an EP. So I've been busy doing that. Plus I have four children, so that keeps me busy, Mm -hmm. especially the youngest one. Um, (laughs) And my, you know, my full-time job that pays for all of my toys and instruments and fun things. Yep. So I hear you. That's what I've been up to. <laughs> so uh, for the uh, people that may not uh, know you who are watching, why don't you give uh, everybody a little, you know, background to uh, who you are and uh, about a little bit about your music? Absolutely. So 
for those of you out there who may not have been a career musician, I'm your inspiration. So <laughs> I'm originally from North Jersey, um, actually right outside of New York City. Very nice. Uh, I wound up in the Philadelphia area because I wound up going to Temple University when I went to college. And I was actually a full scholarship NCAA Division One competitive gymnast. You wow. probably didn't even know that, Anthony. I did not. That is yes. uh, first time hearing that. <laughs> so my wonderful skills on the floor exercise, balance beam bars, and vault paid for my um, business administration education from the Fox School of Business. That's cool. So that's where, yeah. So that's how I wound up in the Philadelphia area. And, you know, after college, I got married and raised children. And it was about, I've always loved, you know, I've always had a passion for music, like, a lot of people and um, always tinkered around here and there with, you know, a guitar that sat in my living room. But um, I really only started to take seriously, I want to say five, maybe going on six years ago. Uh huh. And I decided um, when some of my children started to get a little older that I needed something for myself. Right. That wasn't my job. Yeah. You know, that wasn't, you know, something for my own internal joy um, and something that I could work at. And uh, so, um, this just proves that you don't have to start doing music and even songwriting for that matter. Exactly. You know, right off the bat, um, it, you can really pick it up in any, you know, any stage of your life. And that's the best um, thing about it, you know, that you don't, yeah. you, there's, there's no timestamp on like, oh, I'm too old to be playing music. Like, I mean, some people have that, uh, you know, vision, but, you know, I'll be playing until somebody, you know, necessarily tells me to stop or if, even if they tell me, I mean, I'd have to probably just have no more arms or legs in order to stop playing. So, <laughs> yeah, uh, I agree with you completely. So I want to say it was um, a friend of mine who encouraged me to go to an open, open mic and I started going. I'm, sh I was nervous. I was sure it was pretty terrible. I was, um, you know, singing cover songs and, um, it was probably a year or two into that when I, I got my first gig playing at, uh, Grace Winery in, um, Glen Mills. And I was there a few times and that's where I met my duo partner, Chris uh -huh. Arcillo, who I, I've been playing with for over five years. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. So and your, and your duo fun. being almost June, correct? Right. My duo is almost June. We play, we play, um, you know, our own version of covers on, you know, your classic rock, you know, songs from maybe starting even the seventies to current. And it, it just kind of goes, runs the gamut. Um, and we, you know, we like to put our own spin on it. Chris plays bass and he plays percussion mm -hmm. and, um, and I play the guitar and mandolin and we both sing and harmonize. So it's, it's truly a wonderful outlet and it's really creative and fun. And, um, and then about two years ago is when I just decided to start thinking about writing music. Um, mm -hmm. and I started collaborating with, uh, you know, my friend, Matt Vantine. Yes. Yes. Who, shameless plug. If you're watching, this guy is like one of the most talented songwriters, guitar players, pianists, like he's just so super, super talented. It's just, it's crazy. And I probably would have never, you know, finished my first song if it wasn't for him. Mm -hmm. So, um, 
Yeah, I, I have yet to really work with uh, Matt, but the times where, you know, we were hanging out at open mics, you know, I, I can tell he had, you know, a, a really, you know, distinct musical mind. And that kind of captured, you know, that that really took me by surprise when I first met him. And, and you know, because there, there's not many people that you come across that, that have that type of like musical mind that kind of just can, you know, think of something and just put it right down the paper and everything. So he, he's definitely, yep. he definitely has a, an ear and mind for music. Very talented. Yeah. And I feel like, and I don't know if this has happened to you, Anthony, but I feel like people come into your life, like at the right time mm-hmm. when you're ready to do something. Like yeah. when I was playing solo and I met Chris and, you know, when I was kind of ready, it just, Matt came into my life. And, you know, that just like kind of keeps happening, even as I continue to collaborate with other amazing, amazing artists in this area. I mean, I I really feel that it's, you know, just a a progression of things happen when they when they should. Absolutely. I feel the same way. You you have uh, to have an open mind and just have an open heart and just go with it. Yeah. Not be afraid. Yeah. My kids laughed at me when I told them I was going to play music. They laughed at me. They were like, really? (laughs) And here you are, you know? (laughs) And you know what? On the flip side of that, I think it, you know, it sets a really good example. Like if you put your mind to something, you can do it. It doesn't matter where you are in your stage of life. Yeah. It really doesn't. Absolutely. And, you know, I've seen you. Maybe if I was a cheerleader, it would matter, but (laughs) musician, it doesn't. Yeah, I mean, you can't you can't really pinpoint that on everything. There there is usually a cap for some things, but when it comes to music, you know, that I think the age limit is uh, unlimited. You know, mm-hmm. so. But yeah, I mean, I, I've seen you perform at the open mics, and I, we we met at open mic, uh, I think in uh, Drexel Hill a couple years back, and you know, hearing you, and I think uh, you were playing with Matt and a couple other guys, and you know. Your your music uh, talents definitely caught my eye, and I'm like, okay, I mean, because you know, when when you first like see people at the open mics, you don't necessarily see them at, that they're gonna. You think like, oh, okay, that guy might go up, or that girl seems like she might go up, but then you know, then when I saw you, I'm like, oh, okay, she can actually play and she can sing, you know, okay, and she she's really you know you know doing it up there, so you know, and you know, we've kind of kept in contact, and uh, you know, so I'm glad to be you know able to have you on the show tonight and be able to you know talk a little bit more about your music and what we've been up to, but uh, yeah, so uh, June, what what actually got you into songwriting? Because I know uh, you're you're a uh, artist that got into you know playing guitar and music later in life, but also it's one thing actually picking up the guitar and using it as necessarily not necessarily an outlet, but something that you wanted to also take up. But what made you actually want to start songwriting as well? That's a great question. So um, I think starting out as a performer um, playing covers, um, I started to really, you know, a lot of times when musicians play cover songs, you can play them just like the record. Or you can kind of take them, listen to them, and make them your own. And um, I think I really found a lot of joy in kind of making some of the covers my own and getting really artistic with it. Mm-hmm. And I never, I never had any aspiration to be a songwriter ever. It was like, oh, I love playing music. This brings me joy. I'm just going to do it. Right. You know. And that was that. And so when Chris and I 
would get together and we'd kind of put spins on songs. I just found that part of it and performing, performing these covers in our own way. It gave me the confidence to be able to say, Hey, you know, I think I might be able to do this myself. And that took, uh -huh. you know, playing out for five years, yeah. rehearsing and getting comfortable in front of people and get it, gaining that confidence. It took time. And, and so like, like I was saying before, it's a progression and things happen when you're ready. Like it wasn't a planned thing. Right. And just one day I had this song in my head and I kept going, I can't get the song out of my head, the song out of my head. And I kept going, what song is it? And I, I'd pick up my phone. I'd be like, what song is that? And then I realized <laughs> it wasn't any song. Not it wasn't a song. Uh huh. Like it was in my head. Um, and so at that point, I just kind of felt like it was. It was. Just, I could. I could do it on my own. And um, hi, Lisa. Thank you so much. That's Lisa. That's Chris's girlfriend. Oh, very nice. Yeah, uh, I, I know oh, she I can't talk back, but yeah. I see she's here. Um. <laughs> so uh, yeah. So I think that that's just how it progressed. Um. You know, in my most recent one that I'm recording right now, it was this past Christmas and I was sitting in the living room with my 22 year old daughter and mm -hmm. I had just gotten feedback from somebody. Um, who was it? It was a songwriter. I don't know if I read it somewhere or somebody said it to me or something. They said, you know what? What makes songs really resonate is if they're simple enough to understand from a 20 something year old. Hmm. And I thought, hmm, Ava, that's my one of my daughter's names. Like, <laughs> Ava, what do you think of this? Do you understand this? Uh -huh. And I played the song because it was like a, a, a concept I was working on. She's like, yeah, I get it. You're this, you're that, you're whatever, you know, you're feeling this, you're feeling that. And I was like, okay, I think this is a good song. Because if it was too like, you know, complicated or um, too abstract, she wouldn't she would have been like that's stupid you know she's she doesn't hold back um so that that was just like kind of a recent way that i you know threw a concept out there and vetted it <laughs> with the uh you know generation whatever that is i don't gotcha. even know what they call the 20th gen x gen z i don't, I, I don't get into any of it because i'm i'm a part of like the millennials but i don't feel like you know i'm like in the older you know section of the millennials but i'm like i don't want to be categorized with that because i have no i don't even act like anything like that so i i try to just not even like get into those certain categories but it, it's funny how they you know we've categorized like it, everything's like a categorization these days but you know yeah but i was gonna put totally. up uh dan's question because he had a question for you but he he ended up later saying that uh you uh, kind of i think you answered the question for him but he's saying are there any particular topics you like to write about or do you wait to get it get hit with a situation but i think uh he he said that uh you had later answered the question well i mean um Unless you have something yeah. further to go off of, yeah. The situation is exactly that. So, like in that, um, you know, a lot most of the time, and and this is any song really that you hear. Like, there's so many songs just about love, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but but love can take you know so many di different twists and turns. That's why there's so many songs on love. But um, a lot of them are about you know how uh, relationships but not necessarily relationships with me, say a romantic partner, but maybe even children or parents or uh -huh. so a lot of them, are, I would say revolve around. I'm trying to think of all the songs so far that I have and they're 
mostly about relationships. The one that I'm recording now that I'm just, um, was actually one that I wrote completely on my own without any input, um, is about, it's called wise up and it's about, you know, wanting to change and improve and wise up. Right. And, you know, and, and how it's, it's hard to, you know, everything, it, your life is a journey. It's never just reaching a destination. So that one wasn't really about love, but most of them have been. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of my songs are kind of like relationship wise. There's like, I, I guess I get a lot of, uh, you know, ideas just from, you know, r relationships or, uh, you know, but I try to keep it as like, you know, like love pot, like hope, positivity type things. Uh, but I always seem to go, go back to that, like relationship type of, uh, lyric. I, I mean, I guess it's just, uh, maybe I would, something that I've always, you know, grown up with that type of uh you know style of singing about somebody mm -hmm. or or people singing about you know certain things of like uh love or relationships but you know i always mm -hmm. uh tend to write it i i'm not uh or not necessarily i'm not but i i guess i really haven't written anything that's kind of like more melodramatic and i, I mean because not that I'm, i i don't usually try to say that. i don't really have much of a uh, thing to really be mellow about, but I've never really had anything to kind of write that's like not necessarily like on the darker sense, but uh, it's always been like more like upbeat type lyrics instead of kind of being oh, like more, uh, you know, drowned out and sad. <laughs> so the opposite of what I just sang, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess it just depends on the musician. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I would say, I would say I've been pretty much the opposite. I don't think there's much ha like, I'm not saying there isn't joy in my life, but I'm saying right. like sometimes the topics um, to Dan's question, the topics are usually where you, where I struggle. So the, the one I'm uh, one of the ones I'm working on right now, besides wise up, which again is a struggle. I want to wise up is don't tell me. Mm -hmm. And that's the one I pitched to my daughter. And it's about like, stop telling me, don't tell me how to look. Don't tell me what to say. Mm. You know, like, don't tell me what to think. Don't tell me who I am. Don't, and it yeah. repeats throughout. The, and I'm, I'm not angry, but I'm just like, I should play that one at some point. But um, uh, it's it's not happy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> there, there was a thing that I was, uh, you know, watching the other day, and uh, there was a guy talking about, uh, you know, lyric writing, and he was saying, you know, with a lot of pop music, you know, with your lyrics, sometimes try not to make it like your lyrics too happy or bright and everything. Cause sometimes you can do a pop song, but make your lyrics a little bit more darker to offset, you know, the hmm. kind of thing. So it's, it's kind of a cool concept. Cause I've always thought of pop music being happy and, you know, you know, everything's happy go lucky, but uh, you know, it's, it's uh, kind of cool to kind of still see that you can make, you know, a, a happy song, but have like maybe more, you know, setback or darker lyrics to it. So I would like to, I mean, I, I haven't come across uh, or I don't really know of a song that I can kind of give an example about that. But if I do, yeah, I'll, I'll probably message you. <laughs> yeah. So I'd like, Oh, and Tim, Tim is on the stream. Yeah. He wrote that song I just played or he pitched it to me and I helped finish it. Um, but my, what, it's interesting to hear you say that because I have absolutely no formal training, not just in anything music wise, but in songwriting as well. And mm -hmm. sometimes I don't want to say like learning how to do learning a topic, like you just said, is a bad thing, but, 
but sometimes I feel like my, my complete ambivalence to any rules just helps me just like get it out in any form without right. worrying about if it's happy, sad or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that makes any sense. Yeah, I mean, and that, I don't know if that makes any. It doesn't need to make sense. Yeah, and that's the thing with songwriting. There's really no rules to it. I mean, it's just kind of you know you can necessarily write about anything, and it's kind of just whatever comes to mind. And you know, because uh, you know, lyrics have always been something that I've struggled with. Like that, I have to kind of be in a zone to write. I, not not many times do I get uh, things where lyrics just pop into me. Usually, it's more music. That I'm like, okay, I, I got to write that down and, uh, you know, I'll just record that on my phone. And then sometimes mm-hmm. if I'm, you know, writing that and if I get a melody, then I'll just hum that out. And then if a lyric comes around, then it's like kind of just, you know, step one, step two. Uh, but lately it's always been like, you know, for me with my writing process, like, you know, writing music first and then whatever I'm feeling in that song or whatever that song kind of makes me feel. Or if I, like I have a certain melody or something, that I'm like, oh, okay, well, maybe I'll write about this or I'm feeling this type of way towards it. So maybe I'll stick towards this and then I can try to, you know, get in the mindset of what the song's talking about to be able to, you know, get some lyrics out. But awesome. <laughs> so I'm um, trying to think June, uh, you know, with uh, the open mic scene, I I know um, we kind of met with the, uh, the open mic scene. So what, what were your, um, thoughts about like you know i know you started out in the music scene with uh you know going to the open mic so uh what which certain open mics did you like to go to and what made you kept going back that made you so interested in going back and you know keep going to those certain open mics well it's interesting because the ones that i used to go to when i first started out about five years ago are no longer there so um one major one um that was run by a guy named rick penny who was so encouraging uh was at the riddle ale house in media and they've taken that place down (laughs) yes that was a really good place um so that was a real mecca of you know a lot of local artists coming together Mm -hmm. um in bands that would just come to collaborate with other folks and i met a a lot of people there that i still am in contact with Hmm. um so, um, so, Dan, you can follow uh, June on Facebook at at uh, Almost June Tunes. So, yep, Facebook or Instagram. Um, and then uh, the other one was, as you mentioned, where we met in Drexel Hill at mm-hmm. JD McGillicuddy's, which I yeah. believe is also no longer there. Yeah, they're under um, a new so name. I forget I... the new name, but yeah. Yeah, and then I found my new home just most recently, maybe about two years ago. On Wednesday nights at um, Tom and Jerry's. Uh-huh. So they have what they call Wings and Jams on Wednesday night. And I've met, just met so many people there. Nice. Um, and that'll probably pick, pick back up soon mm-hmm. from an open mic perspective. Um, but yeah, so that's where, where I've been traveling around, you know, meeting folks in the music community and, and you know, trying to collaborate in a fun environment. That's great, yeah. Because I I think that I started out, you know, when I, when I was uh, just getting out of my bands, I uh, I was just starting to write some music, and I'm like, all right, well, I always wanted to write some acoustic songs and kind of just write them for myself. But I'm like, well, maybe I'll release them, see, you know, see what people say, and then I'm like, oh crap, I actually got to be out performing this stuff. I've never been on stage by myself, so you know, I started out, you know, going to open mics, and I always tell people that if you want to start out 
you know, trying to, you know, go out and, you know, start playing out to people, go, go to open mics. Cause they, yep. they're so supportive. Everybody is there to network and help each other out. It's a, a positive community, whatever, you know, open mic, uh, place you go to it's, it's, I've never had a bad experience at open mic, you know, everybody's always so, you know, welcoming to, you know, at least listen to you and, you know, at least, uh, you know, give you some feedback as well. So especially it's, Mm -hmm. it's been a really good thing to kind of start out with. And that kind of gave my confidence in order to be on stage by myself. And, you know, I think a couple, like a month or two later, then I started playing, you know, original shows and around my local area. Then I got to be able to play on the main stage of the Trocadero when it was actually a thing. I know the Trocadero with, uh, I think it was two years ago, they ended up, you know, shutting down. So, uh, that was a, a big moment for being a solo artist, being able to, you know, play on the main stage. I think it was twice that I played on the main stage so you know with so many bigger national acts that went through there uh my old my older band uh headlined the trocadero before uh with our own show and that was like a you know a very big you know thing for us being like you know teenagers being on the <laughs> being on the trocadero stage so we were thinking of like all the you know national acts that went through there and like wow we stepped on the same stage as these guys so it's <laughs> awesome yeah so exciting it's a yeah. It's it's always cool to kind of you know um you know play the same stages as uh you know the bands that you look up to and especially if you're influenced by them and knowing that you know they've played the same stages that you you've gone and you know hopefully that you can you know continue to build up to their level as well. Yeah. So I haven't I haven't played on any stages I can brag about yet, but it's only been five years. So um, I think when all this opens up. I've got a slot at the Philly fire, um, which, uh, you know, I'm just waiting for Karen to let me know when, but, um, Mm -hmm. yeah. And I think that's perfect venue for me. It's very intimate and, um, I, I don't she think I've played at the fire much. before, but yeah, it's it's definitely good for a solo artist because like you or yeah, I think I I think I did. It was like a very small show, but yeah, it's very like a uh, small little venue and perfect for solo people because you can you can fit about a good like twenty thirty forty probably not right now, but uh, you can fit a good twenty thirty forty people in there and, and you can fill that uh, little space out, which is really nice. Right, but you know that's one where I can say you know oh well John Legend was on this stage. Mm-hmm. And- I was on this stage and yep. my chemical romance was on the stage, but yeah, yeah, I don't have that yet. Well, it will come. We'll, we'll, we'll get, we'll get June at the fire and we'll all be there to uh, support <laughs> you as well. <laughs> Thank so, you, Anthony. So we, 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 you were talking about some of your influences earlier. Uh, do, do you have anybody else that you kind of, you know, take your, influences or songwriting ideas from that you know you're like oh i i can't not think of like a songwriting idea without listening to this person or something i wouldn't i would say most of the artists that i mentioned earlier like you know cheryl crow and jewel and um sarah Bareilles and Nora jones like they were influences but i don't i don't know if i have to listen to their song to come up with an idea i just think that uh, my style just leans in that direction and maybe it's because I've listened to it so much or maybe it's because it's just my preference. I don't, uh-huh. I don't know. I can't define it. Um, <laughs> I don't have to, but no, I, but to your point, I don't have to necessarily say, you know, listen to that artist to get inspired right. per se. Yeah. Right. Right. 
Well, I think we're going to try to get into this new segment. So uh, before we get in, I just want to you know say uh, anybody who is just tuning in or has been watching, thank you guys for tuning in. You guys are watching Table Talk. Uh, I am Anthony Irvin, a.k.a. Spoken Life, your host, and I have uh, the very talented June uh, Leonardi uh, uh, of Almost June here with me tonight as my special guest. So I really appreciate her being with me. And uh, we're going to start out a, uh, a new segment that I'd like to... Uh, you know, get started here. Uh, we're going to have a little spin wheel, and there's three different, uh, you know, different segment topics. And I was asking my Patreons uh, last week, which one of these topics do you like more? And they were all saying, you should just do all three and kind of just, you know, pick one for the night. So I'm like, all right, well, maybe I'll just decide, decided to put it on a spin wheel, and whatever topic it fits, that's going to be our topic tonight. So let's get the wheel going here. This is the uh, Table Talk Wheel, the debut of the Table Talk Wheel. Fancy, <laughs> so let's, schmancy. Let's get this, uh, let's give this little guy a spin and see what we come up with. So we have three different topics. So, and this is the first time we're spinning this wheel, guys. So if it, do, it looks like it's stopping, because I've had times where it wasn't stopping. And I was like, okay, well, hopefully this just doesn't happen live where it just keeps on going and doesn't stop. So looks like we are going to do a post uh pandemic topic or we'll probably tonight do a uh, certain uh other question that I had in mind too. So the question tonight uh that we are going to talk about is June and uh you know knowing this is more music I think this is going to be between you and me uh but we can mm -hmm. probably you know tweak some stuff and uh, the chat can kind of be involved as well so the topic for tonight for the certain segment of uh you know we're going to call this the uh topic question segment uh for tonight so what's the one thing about being a musician that you love that you can uh, that makes you want to continue to do what you love ah that's easy two things number 1 no rules. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. You can play whatever you want. You can sing. Like, literally, everything you do in your life, you have to wait in the line. You got to follow a rule. You got to follow a process. You got to do this. You got to do that. You have to do it this way, that way. Um, it's just open. It's like an open canvas. Mm -hmm. Number two. I think we talked about this earlier. It It is... Um, uh, age agnostic mm -hmm. so um unlike gymnastics that we talked about that i got a scholarship for in college <laughs> you kind of can't do that after you know pretty much after you graduate or on your 20s like you just your body's not going to do it anymore but when it comes to music whatever stage of life you're in it doesn't matter right it doesn't matter that's the beautiful thing it, about it, music it really doesn't it? matter and if you're if someone has told you that it matters it doesn't yeah. Period and story. Yeah. It, that's the beautiful thing about music that, you know, there, there is no, you know, limit. You can, you know, start in your 60s and, you know, it, it might be a little more difficult, but you can still start it. You can do whatever Not you want. Not more difficult. <laughs> well, in, it, the, in the only sense it's more difficult is you have to balance it generally with the job that you have to pay your mortgage. But yeah. The alternative to that, if you're younger, is that you still have to live with your parents. And I don't know how much easier that is. No. Yeah. Hey, I mean, you know, it, it it's definitely a, a plus sometimes when then you have a little more time on your hands. <laughs> right. But go, going off that, I'll, I'll kind of give my little, uh, 
you know, answer. I, I got to say as, you know, being, uh, you know, in a band since I was, you know, 15 and kind of going through different atmospheres and playing shows and doing this, I, I, I got to say the one thing about being a musician that I love is being able to play songs and play out in front of people and then hear their reactions and then, you know, every once in a while having somebody come out to me and say, hey, like, uh, especially in, in my original uh, music, I've had uh, numerous people come out to me and saying, like, you know, your song that you had really hit me in a certain point, and it, you know, really, I've been playing these songs, and it's really it hit me, and I, I, I really love the meaning to it. It's helped me get through a certain time, and, you know, that makes me continue to write music and do what I love, because, you know, when you're writing music, you always think, well, is anybody really going to like this? Is anybody con- going to connect with it? And it, it only takes one person. You know, it's only, it's always, it only takes that one person that kind of just, you know, connects with it. And it may not uh, have to be connected to the same connection of it that you wrote it for, but as long as they feel something towards it and, you know, every time I have that, that kind of just, uh, you know, lets me know, okay, I'm doing something right. It's something that, you know, I love doing and I think I'll continue doing music, uh, you know, until I am physically able not to. (laughs) Absolutely. That is rewarding, right? Knowing that somebody heard it and it moved them in a, in a certain way, but, and it all takes one person, but at the end of the day, um, you know, it starts, it starts with your joy and, you know, even if no one's listening, <laughs> although you <laughs> hope that's not the case, you know, it's an outlet of creativity and you want to share it and, yeah, you hope for that. So uh, you've played two songs that you haven't released yet. Uh, you know, and you said you're. Are, are you gonna uh, have you started recording those, or you're in the process of going to record those? Yes, I'm recording those um, and one other right now, and uh, making good progress. So do you yeah, have I'm a do you have, have a plan note soon? Okay, yeah, good, good. I don't want to set a date, you know, because if you set a date, mm-hmm. then you get stressed out. And then when you get stressed out, your creativity goes through the, you know, through the, you know, drain. Yeah, um, I hear you. So, like, you know, it's going to happen when it's going to happen. But, you know, I'm trying to keep up the momentum and and the, the process. Mm-hmm. Um, in a, you know, in a... Like I said earlier, like everything happens when it's supposed to happen. Absolutely. And yeah, I mean, my goal, like my goal in my head last year was spring of this year. That's not going to happen. And and I'm fine (laughs) with that. And and it's kind of, it's, it's good not to necessarily say like, oh, I'm not going to make a date and just kind of let it go. But then also sometimes it's like, you got to make a date because then sometimes it never gets done. But mm-hmm. it, and then again, but if you're like that person's like, okay, I won't make a date, but I know when I'll be done, then you don't have to worry about it. But like it'll, for, it'll but it's like, it's for somebody like me, like sometimes I have to have a date. Cause then I'll just be like, I'm never going to get this done. If I don't have some type of end date that I got to get this done for. And I'll just be continuing to work on that. Like my songs are like certain things. Like I'll get to a song and like, I, I must probably have like two songs right now that are kind of structured out, but I haven't really released them because one, I don't have lyrics for them yet. And two, I've just been like, you know, kind of letting them sit uh, in the back burner. And then I'm like, Oh yeah, well I have this other idea. So I keep jumping back through ideas and I'm like, Oh, well, 
you know, I'll get back to that song in a minute. I got to get this one out of my head. And then it turns into like three, four, five songs down later. And I'm like, oh, yeah, well, I got to remember to get that first one <laughs> that I told myself I was going to get done. <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's an interesting concept. So I've been my career has been in the financial industry for a very long time. And, mm -hmm. you know, once you get to a certain level, you learn to make set goals and dates and all this kind of stuff and that's uh -huh. how you improve and blah 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 and that's all fine and good in business but i don't look at this as a business and i want to have a part of my life where i just i'm not stressing myself out um and uh like i said earlier like my entire career which is all of five going on six years in music has not had a date set it's just kind of evolved i'm an i'm a um the kind of person who, you know, I'm, I'm gonna continue. I'm, I'm not going to get lazy about mm -hmm. it. So it, it, it works for me. Absolutely. Absolutely. And what, one question just popped in my uh, head for you that uh, I know you've played uh, guitar and earlier were saying, you know, you needed something to kind of just, you know, uh, give you something else to, you know, learn or something. What made you actually, you know, pick the guitar? Like, uh, is the guitar the only instrument you play or can, are you a multi-instrument or is the guitar like your only instrument you play? So I picked the guitar originally because, you know, if you're going to play solo, you've either, you have to play a rhythm instrument mm -hmm. generally. A guitar is one of them and potentially, I guess you could consider the keyboards to be something yeah. you could play and, and sing solo, you know, um, you know, other instruments are, are, are accompaniment instruments. You can't go out and play the bass and play a solo show or, you know, <laughs> right. So uh, <laughs> the, the guitar was natural, um, uh, you know, selection. Uh, I recently, I want to say in the last three years, um, I got a bunch of my friends got together, namely Chris, I think he organized it, um, got me a mandolin. Hmm. So I am, I would say, a um, basic player on the mandolin um, so that when we play together, it really adds a nice, um, you know, aspect or dimension to the uh -huh. songs. If he's playing guitar and, um, you know, then there's certain songs that it really resonates with, especially if the original song had mandolin in it. So that's that's another instrument that I play. Right. And but it's all... not a solo instrument, you know. Yeah, I mean, you, you can kind of make it a so, but it, it can also accompany, you know, other people too. But it's, right. it's that's the, the thing with uh, guitar, you can kind of use it for multi purposes. Like you can use it for yourself, you can accompany somebody else with it. So, you know, it just depends on your feel. Yeah. You know? Yep. <laughs> And mm -hmm. your your duo almost June, uh, obviously it has your name in it. But what what made you choose the name? Is there uh, other than I mean, is it just well I wanted something and then my name, or did it just kind of you know what was the you know thing that kind of made you think of uh, almost June? I'd love to say I was the mastermind behind that name, but I wasn't. So when I first got together with Chris, he his job is in marketing, uh -huh. in his job, and um. He came back with a couple of options and almost June was one of them. Hmm. So I have to give him credit for the name, even though it doesn't have his name in it. So is there <laughs> but like he's certainly the eye he's he's definitely the eye candy of the duo. Gotcha. Because <laughs> when watching. I thought of it like almost June, it. like you think like, oh, okay, well, almost the month of June. So I'm like, okay, that's kind of unique. And then you have, you know, somebody in no. the duo that is June, but that that'd have been a nice kind of thing to kind of make it as like, oh well, you know, it's like almost June, and we have like a person named june in the duo <laughs> right so the reason that 
out of the selections he provided, I liked that one was what I felt it insinuated, at least to me, was almost June. June is me, obviously, mm-hmm. but almost June implies a work in progress mm-hmm. all the time. You're always a work in progress. You're never at your destination. And that's okay. And that it was this kind of, um, that's how I felt about the name when I heard it. It's like, you know, right. this this thing that's always just um, in progress and improving and uh, evolving and you're almost there kind of thing. I thought, well, there's another band called Almost There. So I like that. That's a nice little, you know, <laughs> that's how interpretation. I thought about it. That's cool. Yeah. I, I like that. And that's a whole, again, it's like how I was kind of saying with my song, like you can kind of take it as, as what you want, but again, you ha- kind of almost have like two meanings to the song or the two meanings to the, uh, you know, the name. And, and I mean, I obviously like your meaning better, but <laughs> yeah, I'm almost me. And I'm almost, always all going to be almost June. Like I'm June, but I'm not June yet. One day I might be June, but I, you know, I like, I like that. Maybe not. That, that's a cool little <laughs> uh, concept. I like that. Uh, June, where, where can people, uh, not only Spotify, but I know you have a website, uh, that people can find you at, right? Yeah. So I have a website at almost junetunes.com and then, um, you know, the Facebook and, and Instagram with the handle at almost June tunes. And, uh, before I release um, the new singles, as I finish them, I'm putting them on SoundCloud under Almost June. Okay. So some of the uh, one of the songs that I played tonight, you could hear there as well. So that's SoundCloud.com uh, slash Almost June? Yeah. Good. Okay. Like if I go to SoundCloud and I search for Almost June, then any, any, all my songs come up as me, under me as an artist. Okay, yeah, I'm on SoundCloud too, so I'll have to give you a follow. Awesome. We'll have to, you know, give a little support for support, you know. And we did, we did, we never did our cheers, so you know. If, no, but I, I finished my. Uh, I'm, I'm almost done too, so we can kind of do like a mock cheers, like <laughs> cheers to you. <laughs> I was us- pacing myself. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, we're having fun, and uh, I. Definitely had a uh, fun time with you, June. It's been uh, really fun. I had uh, you know a good time talking with you, and uh, thank you everybody who was uh, you know watching tonight, and you know people who are watching later. Really appreciate you guys uh, you know tuning in, and uh, if you guys want to watch some more bonus footage of me and June, make sure you uh, you know go on the uh, Patreon account. Uh, you can become a Patreon. By going to patreon.com slash table talk, the little table underscore talk. So uh, there's uh, three tiers in there that you can choose from. And uh, there's usually some monthly content, uh, exclusive monthly content. You can get some audio and video downloads of these episodes, some bonus footage that uh, doesn't make the show. And also some uh, great things that are happening uh, behind the scenes and we're trying to build the uh, private community there. So I would love to have you guys join it. So feel free to check that out later tonight. And it's in the link here for Facebook and uh, Twitch. So make sure you click that link. And make sure you guys are uh, sharing the broadcast. I really appreciate it. And once again, thank you to my uh, guest, June Leonardi of Almost June. Really appreciate you. And I uh, hope to uh, you know do this again with you. Really appreciate it. Is there anything uh, you would want to... Thank you so much. 
Well, I just wanted to say thank you so much for having me and thank you to everyone who is listening and see you next time. Yeah. Hey, you guys, this has been Table Talk. Thank you all for being here. My name is Anthony Irvin. Uh, I will see you guys on another episode of uh, Table Talk. And, you know, happy Easter to everybody. Hope you guys have a great weekend. And we'll be seeing you guys on the next episode. So thank you guys. Have a good weekend. See you on the next one. Bye, guys.